This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey, I'm Nick Cody. And I'm Luke Heggie. Throughout human history, there have been countless scuffles, melees, and fracasses. When planes were invented, we didn't magically just stop belting the shit out of each other. So ladies and gentlemen, strap in, kick your shoes off, recline your seat without checking, drink your duty-free, and start staring aggressively at strangers. This is Mid-Flight Brawl. Mid-air madness, passengers trading blows. Mid-air brawl on board a scoot flight from the Gulf. At LAX. Thrown off a flight from Bali. A disruptive passenger on board. Cussing, screaming, spitting, even urinating. Many of them have been captured on cell phones. Where's the lady that's not at the... Where the fuck is that? talking to me? I hope this crashes. Out the fucking door! Welcome to Mid-Flight Brawl. Any tip rat can fly now. Here's what happens when they do. I'm Nick Cody. And I'm Luke Heggie. How's it going, mate? Oh, pretty good. Yourself? Yeah, good, mate. Did you um? Did you check out the race that stops the nation? How did the for Falcon handle it? I I didn't see it live. Obviously, I was busy, but I did look up the results later. A little bit disappointing. Next week's rent gone. <laughs> You've typically fourth place. No, no, it? no. That was um. Oh no, you're you're talking about the mid-flight brawl cup. That was at the Albion Park Greyhounds in Brisbane on Monday night. Oh, right. Gotcha. Yeah, of course I am. No, the race that stops the nations, the Melbourne Cup. Oh, right. No, I was working. The Mid-Flight Brawl Cup was a, a race that briefly stops 12 people at the Albion Park Greyhounds. Yeah. <laughs> I've been to that very track. Oh, have you? And I've got to tell you, more exciting than the Melbourne Cup. Way more exciting. The Greyhounds are fucking awesome. That's super I uh, <laughs> I love too. It's a trots, which is has to be the most sus out of all forms of racing, yeah. um, including go kart. Um, <laughs> it's got a trots track, and then within the trots track is a um, greyhound track. It's almost like watching the Olympics. You've got the big track on the outside, then cunts can have a pole vault in the middle. Oh yeah, superb. What they're not going at the same time though, are they? No, we're not there yet. <laughs> right, that would be special. Um, so how was the Mid-Flight Brawl Cup? Mate, the Mid-Flight Brawl Cup was spectacular. So uh, obviously the radio station that I work for, Triple M. Albion Park Greyhounds hit them up and said, guys, you can name every race if you want. So I got to name a couple races. I had uh, race two was Nick Cody at the Trifford. Yeah. Um, that's for my gig this <laughs> this Sunday, November 8th. Yes. If you're in Brizzy or anywhere in Queensland, Northern Territory, South Australia, ACT, come along. Yeah. <laughs> um, bring, bring mates. Um, November 8th at the Trifford this Sunday night. Nick Cody, mate. It's got our good mates, uh, Jacques Barrett, Damien Power on as well. Nice. Very good. couple of bloody classic Queenslanders. Emma Holland. Yeah, it's all, it's all Queensland lineup except for this cunt. So I'll be sure to bring the mood down. 
Go, guys, is that appropriate? I'll just start saying Melbourne stuff in preparation for heading home. For sure. Just tell everyone to love each other and stuff. Um, I'm triggered. Yeah. That was a microaggression there, Damo. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I know, yeah, the two races, one was Nick Cody at the Triver. The other one, of course, was the Mid-Flight Brawl Cup race for Monday night, Albion Park. Yes. And uh, it, was, it was good fun. Yeah. But, of course, our, our dog didn't win. Dogs we backed. Of course not. I do. I do enjoy the greyhounds. That's it's literally a fucking roll of the dice, except like a Dungeons and Dragons eight sided dice, but nearly <laughs> just a roll of the dice to see what happens. Yeah, anything goes. And rarely do they get shot on track. Yeah, like happens at the Melbourne Cup each year. Yeah, they do that later. Yeah, they just had one. Did you see the Melbourne Cup this year? I didn't see it. I heard someone got shot. Yeah, the, of course, the one with the fattest jockey on there. Fat cunt. Broke the horse. Fat jockeys should be doing trots. That's why trots were invented, for <laughs> fat jockeys. What a world we live in. I want to be a jockey but I'm a bit fat, do you? Let's invent a sport just for you. What a time to be alive. Yeah, it was the heaviest jockey. That's a bit grim. I actually had I, – I napped through the Melbourne Cup. I, I forgot and just slept. had a nap with my son. Missed the Melbourne Cup, looked at the results and went, whew, saved some dollars. Oh, would you have had a part? I couldn't care less about it. Didn't you, as a kid, man, like we used to go to the neighbour's place when I was a kid and fucking five-year-olds would be in a sweep. Oh, they had sweep at school and they made us stop doing work. That was about a highlight. Yeah. That was the only thing really. I just don't, I, no, didn't really get into it ever. I, I have, um, like I wouldn't fire up the for Falcon for a horse race. I just don't care. Yeah. In fact, I haven't turned the thing on. But I did see um, that a show that you're quite interested in is on free-to-air. Yeah. world-class Australian television right now, mm. and that is SAS, oh. Super Army Soldiers, <laughs> on television. <laughs> the super, super Army Soldiers. Yeah. What a time, too, for SAS Australia to kick off. We've obviously both got mates having done gigs overseas for the troops. Yeah. We've got mates that are in the SAS, and um, they probably need a bit of good press. Oh, don't they just? But I'm sure they're watching this going, this is exactly the same. Yeah. There's some some fucking B-lister on there doing exactly what I do. Here we go. Well, spoiler alert for people who haven't watched. I've watched them all. I fucking love it. I get fired up. Really? Yeah, have six Red Bulls, start doing fucking handstand push-ups like Nicolas Cage at the start of Con Air. Yeah. Um, I, <laughs> I, I saw on Monday, spoiler alert, Shana Jack, Australian swimmer, Shana, that's a girl, S-H-A-Y-N-A Jack, um, Olympic swimmer, uh, she quit, um, and so there's still two reality TV stars that are in there. And I honestly think if you say you're a professional sportsman and you go out before someone on The Bachelor, you can no longer be a professional athlete. Oh, is there someone from The Bachelor on there winning? Doing all right. Jesus Christ. Had a bit of work done, so you don't know if they're struggling or not. You know what I mean? Just the eyes are just open, so I don't know. It's a woman or a bloke? Chick. There's two. There's a bloke and a woman. Yeah. But the females had a bit of, so it's just very possum-like. So I don't know what's happening. Yeah. Is she cold? Is she- blink, if, blink if you want to quit. She can't. <laughs> um, Shana, Jack's a drug cheat, isn't she? Allegedly. Well. She's a swimming drug cheat. Well, allegedly, yeah, in swimming. 
we all know what that means. I mean, I didn't fire up the Falcon and watch this, but um, hold on, can I ask yeah, quickly? Is the Falcon at your place? Is it covered in plastic like my Italian mate's grandma's couch? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like I said, it's got Netflix on it, so the kids watch it every now and then. But uh, I don't, I, I don't watch. Are you telly. saving it like Good China, waiting for the Queen to come over, fire up the Falcon? Yeah. <laughs> The princes turn up and go, hey, guys, you got to check this out. It's a Falcon. The batteries have rusted in the remote, but I'll get it going. Um, yeah, these shows, the overarching theme of all of them for me is that, is that these people love their families and they're not, mm. not afraid to cry about it on national television. Yeah. They're like, it's almost as if they've forgotten where their kids' bedrooms are. <laughs> they just go and tell them. They love them. They've got to go on telly and go, I just, I'm just doing this because I love my kids so much. <laughs> Fucking man, I want them to be proud of me. Not do you? Want to just work hard and put a roof over their heads and don't bash them? <laughs> They'll figure the rest out. If not, it's on them. <laughs> but uh, I haven't watched any, but I assume people are crying and stuff. Yeah, so there that's, are. Merrick Watts. He was having a cry. I mean, it's brave to cry now. <laughs> he opened up. Merrick Watts said it cut to him and he was very serious. He said, People don't know this about me. They only see me as a clown, as a comedian. Um, bloke always trying to be funny, but I've got a switch and I'll be serious. I'll turn that switch on. And Australia is going to see a different side of Merrick Watts. And the next time you hear from him is like 15 minutes later and it's showing them in their accommodation. And he goes, this place is all right. We normally shit in the sink at home. So this is pretty good. Like he immediately just starts fucking about. (laughs) He goes, why didn't they just did these massive belly crawls on the beach? He's like, why don't we do that at the beach? Fuck, I've never thought of doing that. Just get the kids out. Fucking right. Get on the floor. He just couldn't help himself immediately. Yeah. Did you get punished for being a smart ass or anything? They do that. No, that was just within the, the other contestants. Oh, at least, at least with this show, they have gone to the effort of compiling a crack team of celebrities, a veritable who's that of the Australian media mm. landscape. They've um, they got themselves a criminal, convicted drug smuggler, for people to look up to, uh, Shana Jack, a drug cheat, and you know, if, just in case it wasn't enough for young women to. Search for role models. They've got uh, Roxy Jasenko well, on there. Spoiler alert, mate. She went out first. Oh, okay. She's still got a nice little paycheck. I mean, it's, you know, it's nice to look up to her. Oh, yeah. I mean, you don't get hundreds of thousands of dollars for people looking at pictures of you having your fucking lunch unless you're pretty clever, <laughs> smart, strong, powerful, and independent. Um, almost as if she's more than a triple threat, which she's been called before. What? Oh, she's, she's, um, she's very smart, obviously, and yet, you know, she, I don't know. Do you know this woman? She's a Sydney publicist or something. No. Yeah, no, I know of her, Sydney PR person. She also had the Sydney version of the poo jogger outside her office but only left one shit. So to me, it's not the same at all. That's just a one-off shit. That's oh, probably a stunt. My fucking middlemen, it's got no shame now. They've got no mm. – they're not even embarrassed about what they do. Like real estate agents getting around calling themselves rock stars and shit and publicity people – are more famous than I assume the people they represent. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. She's um, but she she's her her husband was a criminal. Oh, really? Remember that? No, didn't know that. Oh, yeah, he's an inside trader. Went to jail. So a woman as smart as her, you know, someone with a badge says, "Look, uh, did you ever wonder why your husband was telling you to hide briefcases full of cash?" She turns straight back to, "No, I'm just a silly woman." But. Uh, May say, oh, I thought you were strong and independent. And of course I am. More those things and more. But I'm just not clever enough to figure out that my husband and I are criminals. Leave me alone. <laughs> um, Ponzi scheme is wives, from what I've seen. They've got very, 
Very low risk, nice life. How do you reckon that'd go the other way around? Like I don't, I don't know that many women who'd instigate mass fraud, but if they did, I reckon the husband would find himself straight in the fucking slammer. Yeah. Can you imagine if if Oprah did something wrong, Stedman's going to jail, <laughs> and he'll say, "Oh, but I didn't know anything." Bullshit, Stedman. <laughs> You're nicked. Yeah. That's how that'd pan out. Stedman's going down. You've got a Gucci couch. How the fuck do you think that happened, Stedman? Yeah. Cash. That's what That's what all of these um, Ponzi schemers, it's always greed that gets them. Oh, it's what gets nearly every human in the end. <laughs> Myself included. But anyway. You'd like, to, you'd like to be on it, wouldn't you? Would you like to do that show? I put it up as a joke. I sent Merrick a text saying I'd love to be on it, and he just wrote back, you're too fat. So... I said, nah. fuck you, Mez. I'm going to finish this block of chocolate, watch the rest of this episode, go to bed, have a good think about what you've said. <laughs> you could probably be fat at the start, couldn't you? You just, I don't know how long it takes, a few weeks. Yeah, I think I only filmed over a couple of weeks, two weeks, I think. I don't, you know, I don't know many people will watch it, but you get a chunk of money just to roll around doing your fucking tough mutter shit. And then uh, two news cycles to- later... Everyone's forgotten about it. There's no real consequences in Australia of putting your fucking name to anything. So might as well, man, get some cash. <laughs> I man, I don't like heights. And the first thing they did was jump backwards out of a helicopter. Nah, no, I'm all right. Why do they? Why do they have to go backwards? That sounds silly to me. It really does. I didn't understand either. But there's a. Have you seen the English bloke that runs it? No. Aunt Aunt Middleton. No. Ex special forces soldier. I've saved lives and I've taken lives. More the latter. And what I'm going to do is just type into Google Ant Middleton. The three things that pop up on my phone when I type Ant Middleton, Ant Middleton arrest, Ant Middleton wife, and Ant Middleton height. Because <laughs> Ant Middleton is, man, it doesn't say, is a, is a short unit. Great. Used to be height restrictions for this sort of stuff. He's hidden his height. He's hidden his height. Even even WW2, when everyone was pretty short, let's face it, back then, they still had, I don't think so, mate. <laughs> Everyone's five foot two. You're five foot. Get out of here. Not anymore. Oh, no. He says, um, he said he's just over five eight, but not quite five nine. That's a tweet from Ant Middleton. That's. <laughs> which says to me. He's clearly about five six. <laughs> that's internet height. <laughs> even so, that's pretty short for a super army soldier. <laughs> Could you do something like that, Heggy? I could just see you out in the bush. I kept saying to Luch, I'd, the, the only way to win, it's your motto is to go dirty early and that's the first night just to decapitate someone. When they come in in the morning, you're just holding up a head. Yo, I said I wasn't fucking around. They're like, Jesus. Yeah, you got a, you got a Dado or Koshi or someone's just head. You go, I got him. No, you'll fucking win. <laughs> this, this guy's not playing games. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> See, this is a bachelorette <laughs> from last year. Got her head done. Do I win? Straight to the end. You get a key or something or a fucking eternal flame torch or some shit, whatever they do. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I do want to say, what does the winner win? That's the thing I don't understand. I don't know. You reckon you get to kill someone? Yeah. Fucking unbelievable. I think it's just cash, just heaps of cash, which is, you know, why not? Good on them. Good on you. See you next year on the Falcon <laughs> crawling around in the mud under barbed wire. For my family. Yeah. <laughs> I love these all. They're all getting woken up at five in the morning. I'm like the dr- fucking dream. I'd be, I would have slept in an hour and 10 minutes. 
past the normal wake up. I'd be like, oh, thanks, guys. I'll just do a shit and I'll be out in the woods in a minute. Already given, already given stuff away. <laughs> you've already parked your breakfast and you're giving out icy cold cans of Coke by that hour. <laughs> All right, man, we better get stuck in. Let's get stuck in. All right, uh, let's rip straight in. I am very excited this week to be celebrating the ancient Larrikin art of exclusively men going away together in a group to ruin themselves yes. and a destination in one handy weekend, yes. the Royal British Stag Do. This sums up a British Stag Do where they need their passports. Woo! I dress myself in Cashmere. Woo! 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 A lot of woos that weekend. No cashmere though. Yeah, there's a heap of it. I tell you what, you Google EasyJet Stag Do and that's <laughs> – you're going to spend the next few years <laughs> sifting through the rubble. It's it's an amazing time waster. It took me ages. It's probably got the same results as cute dog. If you type that into YouTube or EasyJet Stag Do. Oh, yeah. <laughs> EasyJet Stag Do is right up there. Yeah. <laughs> One particular EasyJet flight ride in 2016, this is not the main act, but in 2016 Ooh. from Bristol to Prague for a Stag Do, produced some really nice onboard photos of the backs of the blokes' heads. You can always tell a lot from an Englishman's haircut, the enduring fuckhead haircut from the British Isles we've all come to know and love. Yeah. That sort of borderline bowl cut, sported by those lads who've definitely glassed someone <laughs> for not laughing at their banter. And it, it appears a lot of these heads that you see, poor um, poor shower pressure in the house. You know that hair where you go, did that? I almost yeah. said, did that dribble out? That's what fucks me up on Conan. <laughs> I was talking about shower pressure. <laughs> Do you reckon that contributes to the townie style haircut? Like it's the pressure decreases as it goes further down the head. Yeah. And the hair comes out. I don't know. It's a revolting haircut though. And a lot of them have it. Yeah, when your shower's doing that. Dribbling on me. Dribbling on me. <laughs> they yeah, they're not big on water pressure in England. It's only for the super wealthy. Also, carpet in the bathroom. Fucking hell. Oh, lots of carpet in the bathroom. Yeah. Like a full carpet bathroom you're talking, or the U shaped around the toilet? Yeah, but the UK, like the, no, they have that fucking shitty lino. Every place I've stayed in, in the UK, lino in the bathroom, carpeted toilet, which, Jesus Christ, carpet next to a toilet bowl is a terrible move. Oh, it's awful. I'm quite, um, I'm quite in love with the uh, carpet on top of the toilet lid. Oh, no, I've never seen that. Yeah, that one. You've seen that big shag pile. Must be an old, older generation thing. Our, our grandparents had it, like a shag pile lid on the thing. Really blue water it goes well yeah. with. That sort of blue loo brick that's in the system that's just leaked and it's it's so blue. You wouldn't know if there's a turd in there. That's how blue it is. Carpet in a toilet, is that for when you hate all that pesky bacteria being able to escape? Like, fuck off. Yeah. You're staying right here. Thank you. Oh, you've just given up on life. You don't even shake. You just walk off. <laughs> Afterwards, don't have to worry about it. None of those embarrassing dribbles on the floor. Do you hear I said that, mate? Dribble. You nailed it. Dribbling on me. Yeah. Well, coincidentally, that's what's happening. One of the one of these townies on this uh, Bristol Prague flight has pissed all over the floor in the toilet uh, to a point where it came out under the door. That carpet in there probably wouldn't be a problem. Um, Right near where they have the food, oh. there's just a, a river of piss coming out just for a lark, just a bit of banter 
from the lads. Also, just being a bloke, standing up to piss, one of the best feelings ever. But on a plane, very rare will I do a stand-up piss because yeah, I don't know. It's dangerous. I don't know what clouds are coming up. You know what I mean? Yeah. I can't see. What about a bus or a train? What's your philosophy Never. There? Oh, a bus. A bus, you can barely sit on a bus toilet. Yeah. And if, if you stand up to piss, all you're doing is pissing off the spew and shit that the person in there before you left. So oh, yeah. in a bus toilet, I actually just open the door and piss in from the aisle. Oh, yeah. I won't stand in the room. <laughs> that must be a popular move. They are they're even, they're very small. Like in a bus one, you can stand up easily because you've wedged by your forehead <laughs> and your two hands into the... <laughs> Into the toilet. So, um, anyway. Oh, sorry. Did we ever mention on here your your train taking a shit on a train story? <laughs> Maybe I nearly I nearly started saying that, but I thought it's a bit gross. No, because I I told you once I took a shit on a train from uh, Thailand to Laos on an overnight train from Bangkok. Oh yeah, and I've eaten something that's just gone straight through me. I had to do a shit. I've gone into the toilet on the train. And lifted the lid, and you could just see train tracks underneath. And I told you, yeah, thinking you'll think that's disgusting. And then, of course, as as you do, have yeah. just one upped me immediately. <laughs> yeah, man. Ah, uh, I mean, I, I was in East Africa, and we're on a train, and uh, same sort of thing. The food did not agree with my delicate physiology uh, for that entire trip. Actually, had a great time, but for the for the food problem. So I was looking for I was looking for somewhere to park my breakfast quite urgently. And um same thing. It's just a hole in the floor. But as soon as I've gone in there, the train's just stopped and there's all these kids banging on the windows selling samosas and shit. And a lot of just just turds have started rolling out the side, right where they're trying to ply their wares. <laughs> and it must have must have been quite the fuck off right in the middle of their town. Oh, where they're trying to sell food, and the circle of life continues. People are buying those samosas right next to my turd, <laughs> and it's causing them to shit on the train. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, everyone. Um, you imagine they've gotten thirty-four episodes in, and this is the part they're like, "Nah, yeah, that'll do." <laughs> that is enough. That is that is a bridge too far. They, the plane didn't take off as a result of this, and fair enough. So the, clue, the crew said, um, well, they, they didn't, you know, they said, look, there'll be no alcohol for the flight. We are going to take off, but there, there'll be no alcohol for this flight. And the lads have just kicked off totally. There were various tantrums, primarily from the stag do boys, and then the flight got cancelled altogether. Yeah, the 10-man stag party. Yeah. Um, none other than the stag himself. Nathan Rees is calling for legal action to having his stag ruined. In his words, destroyed my stag, which used to mean something quite different. <laughs> a, uh, from a far more innocent time when a stiffy was referred to as a stag. Stand up and tell the class your answer, Heggy. I can't, sir. I have a stag. That sort of thing. <laughs> did you have a Did you have a bucks party, as they're called here in Australia? Did you have one? No, I did not. You didn't have a bucks? No. Did you? Yeah, I had a Bucks party before my wedding a few weeks before and I... Oh, yeah, you just went to the pub, didn't you? Yeah, just hired out a pub for the day and got fucking blind yeah, and cool. did the right thing, invited the father-in-law along. My father-in-law is an absolute legend and my wife couldn't believe it. She's like, oh, he's so wrapped. But there was this 
there was this vibe at the at the Bucks party, just a bunch of my mates because I've got mates in the arts, which technically comedy is one. So you've got artsy Melbourne people, and then my mates that I grew up with, and they're two very, very different groups. Yeah. I had one mate who almost didn't come because there were no strippers involved. Yeah. I mean, you could have appeased both groups by just getting a fatter gram. <laughs> that should be a, a progressive move. That uh, I don't know what your father-in-law would think of that when he's sitting on a chair getting a, a fatter gram bum waved in his face, as I've seen before at Bucks. <laughs> Is that still going, a fatter gram? I'm not typing it in. I don't need that. In my cookies. <laughs> I'm not fucking typing fatogram into Google. I'll have to start a new uh, search engine. Like I'll have to go to AltaVista or Bing or something to type fatogram. Yeah, you go incognito for that sort of thing. I uh, I mean, I haven't ordered one for a long time, so I couldn't tell you. Um, <laughs> Man, at my bucks, just quickly, uh, the result of my wedding, um, one person stopped drinking forever. That's TVCK, television's Cam Knight. Good comedian. Oh, yeah. Uh, Good effort. He was maggot. Another mate from, I won't say who they're from. They're from a famous sketch trio uh, (laughs) that's about to have a show on a major streaming platform. One of those lads just fell asleep on Sydney Road. He quit. What? He quit drinking after that. On the road? Just on the road. Couldn't get to the other side. Jesus. Who saved him? We had to pick him up. Oh, okay. That was after the first pub closed. Yeah. And which was, I believe, midnight. So we're going from three to midnight. My dad and my father in law left at a certain time and then it just became debaucherous. Yeah. Um, and then I remember at about 6 a.m., there were a few of us left at a pub called the Tankerville. Oh, I know the Tankerville. Yeah. Yeah. And we got yelled at for a bit of larrikinism. Yeah, right. For being at 6 a.m. on a Monday morning, a, b- a bit of this in the pokies room. Woo! <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I had a mate that went straight to work. He'd put in an close to 18-hour session at a Bucks party and then went to an office job for eight hours. Straight to work. He brought his briefcase and his and his tie, clip-on tie and his business shirt and everything to a Bucks. No, no, no. He went to work as in went home, cha- just Quickly changed. He chucked. A, he said he just chucked his t-shirt off, put a new shirt on. Yeah, to work. Great. Shouldn't have said straight to work. Sorry. Yeah, straight yeah. to work in the way that uh, Europe to US flights occasionally have to go to Shannon. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, these dudes, right? The ten, the ten stag dude blokes. The, the relief the checks felt was brief. All bar one of the lads managed to get there anyway. One 32-year-old from Merthyr Tidfil, Wales, was arrested. I, sh- I assume he was the pisser slash character. Yeah. So Merthyr Tidfil in Wales, you might be interested to know, is home to none other than Gareth Jamie Bevan, a Welsh language activist, spent time in the slammer as a bona fide political prisoner. Well, actually, for a break and enter <laughs> on the uh, Conservative Party office, potato, potato. But... um. They sent him a summons three times, but he wouldn't turn up unless they wrote it in Welsh instead of English. Wow. So not turning up to court a few times lands one in the slammer, or as Welsh nationalists would say, Karchar. Yeah, well, you never want your language advocate to be named Gareth Bevan. I know. (laughs) (laughs) It's probably actually quite common in Wales. They've only got about 10 names, blokes there, and they're all the same. They're all one of ten things. That's pretty ballsy, though, to not turn up because it keeps being written in English. Yeah. 
Oh, it's, uh, in principle, I love it, but it's just such a dickhead language. Who cares? So that cancels that out. Apologies to any of the Welsh listening. You're all very lovely. So it is a stag do, and the English do. I mean, Aussies like this too, but the English particularly love this. I sometimes wonder how many women are spared a lifetime of misery by their betrothed just falling victim to a to larrikinism on their stag do. <laughs> so turns out roughly three per year British women have their lives briefly devastated but in the long run made much better by their fiancés <laughs> dying before they get to the altar. <laughs> Where Does it say which country this is in? Or this is British. This is just Brit- oh no, it's it's Great Britain as a whole. I haven't got the stats. I haven't got the rundown from <laughs> exactly what towns. Yeah. But if you look through the headlines, you get a fair idea. Yeah. Basically, ladies, just don't pay the full amount on a venue limo hiring videographers for your wedding till the stag do's over. He's he's back home and he's made a full recovery. <laughs> you'll you'll do your ass <laughs> if you do that. If you pay the full amount. <laughs> so um, here are how are these for headlines from the UK? And these are just from the first page of Google. How's this? A man died after drinking so much on a stag do that a friend texted asking if he was still alive. <laughs> Pretty good headline. <laughs> Sorry, so he's died from drinking too much. Yeah. And his mate has texted him. Is that the checking the pulse to the Brits? I think, yeah, pretty much. I, like, I, I'd like to think the friend texted him before he knew if like before he received news that he was dead. Yeah. <laughs> Sent him a text go, hey, I just I just saw the news. Are you really dead? <laughs> um, as is another one. There are a few of these. Father on stag do died in freak accident after accidentally starting garage fire. So well, there you go. Again, I don't want to tell people how to live. And the other week you did say for somebody who hates victim blaming, I did a hell of a lot of it. So dad on stag do. Um, that's an issue. Oh yeah, uh, freak accident in a fire in a garage. Why are you in a garage on a stag do? Yeah, well, I'll tell you. Um, and you're right. Word to the wise. And this is just from headlines in British tabloids that I've learned this. If people can accurately describe you as a young father, then don't go on a stag do. You're probably not coming back. Mm. Um, if you have to though, because it's a really good mate, and go on it, then just get a one way Ryanair ticket. Save you de facto the indignity of asking for a refund on the return. How many young fathers are nailing it? It can't be too many because the awards that are giving given out, sorry, each year, there's Father of the Year and there's Australian of the Year, there's Young Australian of the Year, but there's no Young Australian Father of the Year. No, <laughs> because there aren't any. <laughs> Is it a bit like um, Women's Rugby League? There's only four teams, so the Broncos will probably win again. Oh, right. Are there only four teams? Yeah. Oh, okay. Do you, does Triple M progressive enough to follow the women's rugby league and chuck it in the sports news? Yeah. Or they only play three games a season? They just won the grand final a couple of weekends ago. Three-peat for the Brisbane Broncos. Good on them. Three-peat has got to be one of the most annoying sports terms Why? I can think of off the top of my head. What would you call it? I just, I don't know, for the third successive year perhaps, something <laughs> something along those lines. Three-peat is just, it's just always fucking, you know, Really gotten me that I fucking hate it. I probably probably because I heard Shane Heal saying it so much when he was winning with the Sydney, I believe, basketball team three times in a row. The Sydney Kings was it the Kings? Sydney Kings, mm-hmm. yeah. When he wasn't goading Magic Johnson about AIDS, he was uh, winning with the Sydney Kings. And saying three Pete makes you think, doesn't it? <laughs> 
another headline. I'll tell you, the, the dude, he uh, his mates got out of the cab. and This is a, this is a garage fire. Um, his mates got out of the cab and he got out with them. And despite that not being his house, absolutely maggot, uh, he's wandered off. They didn't take him inside. They just went inside and shut the door. See you later, mate. Um, he's wandered off a few houses down, ended up just stumbling into someone's garage, like a car garage, not a petrol station. Yeah. And um, lit up a cigarette and uh, smoked that. Second cigarette, not so lucky. Started a fire, couldn't find the door. Deady bones. Wow. Um, anyway. That's fucking grim, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I don't think his kid's going to find out how he died. Just up, just up in heaven. What happened to you? I was just punching darts in a stranger's garage. Yeah. By, by mistake. Fairly grim. How far into the garage did he get to punch the darts? Surely he just near the fucking door. No, nah, he's probably, I mean, he's probably siphoned the petrol out <laughs> to a jerry can ready to take that. He's, uh, <laughs> you know, he stripped or tried to hotwire the car, found a, found a screwdriver. This might end up going across to our spin off pod for the Patreon subscribers, Land Larrikins. Just, oh, this bloke. British Bucks party attendees dying. <laughs> Fucking hell. It's infinite. There's heaps. There's, um, how's this? Groom, groom to be. <laughs> Dies on stag do in Magaluf <laughs> after taking huge amount of cocaine. Jeez, that's so that's pretty good. Then uh, the, the, my favourite one here's my favourite headline of them: A British man found dead with his trousers around his ankles at the bottom of a stairwell of a Hungarian sex den on a stag do may have been the victim of foul play. <laughs> may he? Yeah, it was get, getting the call up for that trip. That's where the foul play starts. We're going to Hungary for a for a fucking stag do. Imagine that. Imagine that's one of your relatives, and that's the headline. That's the last thing. So good. I wonder. It's it sounds like. Um, did you ever see the movie Taken with Liam Neeson? Uh, no, but I know the gist. It's kidnapping his yeah. kid. Or yeah, something. the daughter and the friend I think are in Paris and get kidnapped and put into an Eastern European thing. There's no version of that for blokes because I reckon the Eastern European dodgy guy just see the 10 blokes getting off the plane and go, they'll fucking do way worse to themselves than we could do. Oh, yeah. Let let the lads go. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You go somewhere that's a little more liberal than your sort of nanny state Anglo country and you lose your fucking mind. It's, stag does uh, fuck that. It's full of that sort of stuff. You, you always get at a stag, you always get coaxed into a Coaxed into doing a bunch of stuff you'd never voluntarily do. Like, oh, you just play golf, yeah. do some go-karting, maybe shoot some stuff, blow a few things up, and then leer at some sex workers to round it out. Everything you clearly never be allowed to do again. There's a really underlying ball and chain aspect to the whole thing, isn't it? It's goodbye freedom. It's yeah, the bloody barracuda is never going to allow me to do some of the things I love anymore. Fucking fun sponge. I love her, though, and that's why I asked her to marry me. Doing the right thing. Yeah, most of it are fucking gross. And the other thing, too... People that organise bucks parties that are like, it's going to be a fucking big one for the lads, and they book six activities, you know they're not people that have fucking had a proper drinking session because there should be no more than two locations. Oh, for sure. Second one should be jail. <laughs> but, the, yeah, I mean, it's too, too many times hopping on a minibus really takes the steam out of a fucking good day. Yeah, oh, minibus. I've been on a minibus, Bucks. It fucking sucked. Yeah. Terrible. Just, just sitting there needing to pee the whole time. Awful. I did at Melbourne Comedy Festival Roadshow the other year, that 2014, that year we were on it in Outback WA yeah. and in regional WA. A couple of weeks before we were in Perth 
and they organised what are they? What was it called? Wine for dudes. Oh God! It's a f- <laughs> and you know nothing says dudes like first stop at a place where a mum and dad have got homemade soap for sale. Oh yeah, yuck! Get in, lads. I fucking hate activities. Just activities in general. I'm all right. Yeah, just do mine. I'm missing pubs so much. There's two months to go. I cannot wait to just sit down with some mates at a pub and have some pints. It's not oh, that good. fucking difficult. Yeah. It's quite <laughs> enjoyable. So we better get into the The main event here is actually a flight from, and you got the dinger ready here, mate. Mm-hmm. It is from Manchester to Tenerife. We're looking at uh, EasyJet, EZY, 1903, October 3, 2019, no less. Got in before COVID. Yeah. Lucky devils. Some some good old-fashioned hooliganism ensued. Four blokes are punching on down the back. A couple of opportunists up the front at the time, filching drinks from the trolley. Bit of harmless stag-do frivolity. But uh, what's happened was they've, they're just caught. They're punching on with each other. I think it's called play fighting yeah. in, uh, in a court of law. The um bit of wrestling. The the group of ten, they were they were split up like toddlers at kindy when they when they fight over a toy, some up the front, some up the back. And they've gone and um they've gone and diverted to the biggest city of the Algarve region of Portugal, Faro, which is of course, oh, if you shame. remember, the location of fifty four souls being wiped off the planet in nineteen ninety two by Martin Eyre. During a dodgy landing. Ah, Martin Air, I forgot that. Yeah. I'm just, I'm sad they they weren't going to our favourite place. When I hear diversion in Europe, I always think. Hi, I'm Marie Slattery, head of marketing for the Shannon Group, and welcome to Shannon Airport, gateway to the Wild Atlantic Way in Ireland. <laughs> it's a shame. <laughs> well, there, there is an Irish uh, connection to this, of course. It's uh, Faro <laughs> Airport. It's uh, it's premier restaurant. What do you reckon it's called? Oh, no. Um Fucking uh, <laughs> Patty O'Reilly's or something? Nah, but, you know, I like the cut of your jib. It's called Mulligan's Authentic Irish Restaurant. <laughs> House specialty, the jacket potato. Oh, here we go. The House specialty is the jacket potato, otherwise known right. as Galway Cordon Bleu. <laughs> Mate, there... Do you know, have I told you this about Shannon Airport? I've watched a few videos on yeah. it. Clearly not much going on in my life. Yeah. Shannon Airport. Shannon was the very, very first <laughs> duty-free in the world. Yeah. First duty-free in the world. Not only that, though, have a bit more history. It's also home to the Irish coffee. And Irish coffee was invented on a very cold night when the passengers came in and uh, the chef wanted to give them something new and different but warming. So he put a little whiskey in the coffee and topped it off with cream. Where else would you get that but here, the very home of it? (laughs) (laughs) Irish coffee was started at Shannon Airport. Yeah, what a legacy. You know what? I don't... (laughs) I don't want to tell Shannon Airport what they've invented, but if if they don't think somebody put fucking whiskey and coffee before the Wright brothers came around, they are out of their fucking minds. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've read some of that stuff about Shannon, the first duty-free thing, or have we talked about that? I've, I, don't, I haven't heard that video, but I must have read something there. Yeah. Because Shannon is it's got a special place. We're going to do a whole lap coming up on, on Shannon Airport. Oh, fucking A. But anyway. It'll be a triple episode. Lucky number three. 
all leaves of the clover. Um, <laughs> so the uh, the incident, right, is is it has been videoed. Did you manage to pull any audio out of this? I most certainly did. Hit us. Uh, this is the first one. There's somebody kicking up a bit of a stink because uh, there are some younger people around. That's what you're. You, that's not going to stop a punch on. There's children on the aeroplane. Yeah, absolutely not. It's a it's a catch cry though of Bevan's the world over. Think of the children, the ones that I go home and use the back of my hand to serve a bit of justice to. But think of them because they're watching. <laughs> well, apparently the, a fight has kicked off, but then they one of the blokes spat at a woman. Spat at a woman. Yes. That they're talking about it as if it's a thing that's already finished and they're at the cafe at Faro Airport just talking about the events that had occurred on that first flight. Not it, this punch on is still happening around them. Oh yeah. It's in the midst of it, but they're still talking about it. like he spat on a woman is a big thing too. That kept getting said. But everyone knows you spit in a man's face in Manchester, it's like saying good morning, sir. But a woman <laughs> They don't really know that. God bless them. Sometimes they misconstrue manners, women. Don't know what to do about it with a big spit on their face. So that's the problem. It did keep getting brought up. There's so much of that in the video. And then this lady who's very upset, she says, I'd punch him straight in his mouth. Yeah, absolutely. Well, here's the thing. You still can. The guy's fucking two rows down. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of fucking woulda, shoulda, coulda. They also, I've always enjoyed the manky pronoun to round out a sentence too. They're like, he looks like a skinhead, him. You know, I'm going to punch him in the mouth, I am. That sort of stuff. Oh, yeah, I got that. Looks like a big skinhead, him. <laughs> looks like a big skinhead, him. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I caught the gender when you started with he. Who, who knows these days, though? But, um, you know, you don't need to repeat it for us, mate. But they, they quite enjoy that. But, um, so the the fallout was not that much. I mean, the plane was stuck in Faro for two hours and then they went on their merry way to Tenerife to cause slightly less damage to the vacationing English reputation abroad. Um, you can see these blokes on the tarmac. I don't know if you copped that at the end of one of the videos, uh, getting wrangled onto a bus and all the lads have shorts on. In my opinion, pretty much, unless they're playing football, an English man in shorts should just be arrested on spec. In fact, football as well. They're up to no fucking good. <laughs> I saw, though, that for the stag party of 10, only seven of them were removed from the flight. Yeah, that's this one. Who are the three softcocks left? Well, probably the father of the bride, father of the groom, and some mis- miscellaneous nerd who didn't make himself known. I don't know. Like an old school friend or something. Always, you know, there's always an outsider. I've been that. Like you turn up somewhere, you go, oh, "Fuck, I'm clearly the, you know, the the one from 30 years ago." Yeah, not the most modern, up to date with all the in jokes friend here. So probably him. <laughs> Just texting his wife. No, you're right. I shouldn't have gone on this fucking trip. Yeah, <laughs> we're in Pharaoh. Oh, I mean, you know. It's, the, the children thing's always pretty good too. It's always think about the children, think about the women. You hear that and think, oh, chivalry's not dead. It's just on holidays in fucking Tenerife. <laughs> I, um, I, for one, think that kids need to be exposed to this sort of thing, especially if they're growing up in the heartland of grubs, Manchester. 
their biggest export is fucking senseless violence. <laughs> Did think of the children? It said, yeah, by a lot of very sunburnt bellies drinking a Guinness in Spain. Yeah. <laughs> Open Hawaiian shirt, fat red gut. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, I didn't, I didn't manage to catch a bit of a where are they now. It was hard to find these blokes because, you know, they could be anyone. I would like to have access to facial recognition stuff so I can find people, but I don't clearly, so I've got to make do with yeah. Australian internet for one thing and uh, scant information on behalf of the media for the other. So um, that's about it for these blokes. Fucking went to Tenerife. There's a good chance there there's seven of them got removed. Out of that seven, one of them has to be in that three per year that die on a box. You'd think so. Seven removed. One of them's probably just said, put me on the next flight. And fucking next thing you know, pants around your ankles at the bottom of a staircase in a Bulgaria sex den. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's a really big next thing you know. That's one of the best headlines I've heard. So good. Could be the victim of foul Bit play. Bit of a leap. What a fucking. Normally you get. <laughs> Normally you think that's a bit of a stretch, but as soon as you say English stag doing there, you go, yeah, we could connect the dots pretty fucking easily on this. Oh, yeah. Man, some of these stories, I was just looking through, the young father thing is a, is a fixture, but there's also, you know, blokes getting interviewed. They got no qualms saying to the media, yeah, I saw him. And then we got separated and he was walking towards a main road. Um, you know, and they're talking about some fucking place they've never been. We're in Prague and he's just walk, walking towards a roundabout and had six lanes and that was the last I saw of him. We just went home, went to bed. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Good on you, fellas. It's, uh, yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's so weird because I've always I'm the as a kid, I was the fucking bigger one out of my mates. So my mum always told me, you've got to get your mates home. Oh, yeah, yeah. That used to be a big thing. Now it's, uh, let's see what he gets out. I'll text him, see if he's dead later. That'll be all right. <laughs> do, you, do you think that's the detectives over in these over in these countries, that's the official report, cause of death, English stag do? Yeah, for sure. That's, that's second <laughs> to shiny footy jersey. <laughs> they just pull the easy jet ticket out of his pocket. Yeah, yeah, we see what's happened here. Oh, yeah. A lot of, uh, a lot of young men in those countries, they're getting turned over to check the back of the head. Yeah, yeah. Take a picture of this haircut, will you? I think I know what's happened. <laughs> Started long ago <laughs> at a barber shop in Manchester, and here we are. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Um, that's about it for me. Oh, fucking grim. <laughs> that brings us to the end of another episode of Mid-Flight Brawl. Heggy, what do you have coming up, mate? I... And what am I doing? I've I've got shows at the Comedy Store this uh, Friday, Saturday night, solo, one hour of this prick. Bang. And uh, frankly, sucked in, sold out. So What, they're sold out already? Yeah, man, totally. Bang. I brag, but it's two nights of half shows going on. I'm hoping to do another one in a month or so over there. But my, my regional tour is rolling on uh, quite nicely so far, but um, we'll see. We'll see about that. Beautiful. I, uh, I've i got a show, Nick Cody and Friends at the Trifford here in Brisbane on Sunday, the 8th of November. Sick. Get along to that, midflightbrawl.com. Uh, thanks to everyone that has uh, started supporting us on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash midflightbrawl. There's a couple of episodes of our spinoff pod, Land Larrikins, that have come out already. Everybody's received 
uh, or should have received their pencils in the mail by now. But uh, again, thanks for your messages at Midfly Brawl on Instagram, and we'll see you next week to talk about some more airborne grubs. All right, mate. Copy you later. Take it easy, mate. Thanks for tuning in to Midair Brawl. This is our very first episode. Heggy, you're already shaking your head. It's mid-flight brawl, dickhead. Oh, fucking hell. Okay, ready to go. The clap. Hang on, sorry, I fucked it. Clap. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 